Welcome to another episode of Those Conspiracy Guys. This time we're talking about some true crime, some nasty shit coming on, some nasty shit coming on from the West Memphis tree and joining me in the studio, uh, podcaster, former radio celebrity and uh, comedian and producer of a a brand new up and coming podcast called Project 10. Project 10. (laughs) Uh, Cormac Moore in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Cormac. Hello, thank you very much for, for having us on, Gordon. Absolutely, man. No Pleasure hassle. to be here. Tell us more about Project 10, man. Uh, it's a documentary-style podcast series. There's mm. like 10 episodes in Project 10, hence the clever name. Uh, it kind of covers everything from um, legalizing drugs in a country, would it reduce violence, to influencer marketing, to automation, um, which was one of my favorite episodes, which was looking at, you know, are robots going to come and take your jobs? Did you make um, that one yourself? Uh, no, I got a robot to do that. Cool. Outsource that completely. Yeah, uh, that's why... Po- po- welcome <laughs> to, to the do. podcast. <laughs> Hello, good people of podcast land. Um, yeah, no, so it's out, P10 Podcast Online. If you're, if you're a fan of a, a podcast, which you, you obviously are, and might be a fan of a kind of documentary stylish one. Yeah, I think this one is, it's like a little bit of fact, a little bit of uh, voiceover, a little bit of interview interspersed. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. nice pace uh, if you want some facts and you want some like clearly defined uh, insight mm. into these different things. It's uh, a bit of fun. Po- yeah. Project 10 uh, is, is a definite go download that one. Uh, Project10podcast.com is the Correct. website. Yeah, and yeah. on Twitter, you're at P10podcast. Yeah. So at p 10 that handle podcast. will get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So cool. it's, it's, it covers all the bases. And uh, your own personal one then is at Karma Comedy. You are a stand-up comedian? Uh, well, you know, debatable. Shaking yeah. your dick around now and again. <laughs> yeah, I stand up on stage and give out to people and hopefully they'll laugh. You've been uh, you've been all around the world, right? Yeah, well, gig recently this year over in Malaysia and Australia and, nice. and, and uh, Thailand and all those places. That's, it was that's pretty sweet, like, to say you've done... Yeah, yeah. Two, three continents. Yeah, yeah. You get to say globe-trotting comedian. <laughs> Went over, you, saw some friends and relatives in these countries and did some gigs over there. Have you done fun. America yet? Have not done America yet. Right, no. that's the, we have to conquer the West, man. That's what we got to do. And uh, you, you, were on, you were on radio as well. You were doing breakfast yeah, yeah. shows all up all first thing in the morning. Which was horrible. It's tough, man. Because I think I'm, I'm probably like you. I'm more naturally uh, yeah. a late-night person. And yeah. I just I just I get better stuff done late night and in the evenings. And I getting think it's because everyone else is a sleep you a bit of quiet time you don't have to no deal with anyone yeah. no one's coming in and small talk like I hate small talk go you're away not, you're not afraid of the, oh we just continue with the show so no no, no we, we, um, <laughs> we, we you don't have to be worried in case the postman is going to come and ring the doorbell and you're like oh human contact yeah I know I so I uh, know it's, it's nice and uh, I, I, I'm just not built to get up early in the morning so I was doing that for a couple of years and it's just just horrible yeah. You know, and you never get used to it. You know when you get an early, like, Ryanair flight, an early kind of yeah. red eye? You stay awake all night and go, that's what I do. But you know when you do I get to sleep? Get up, like. But you know when you do, do go to sleep and you have that panicky thing that you think the alarm clock isn't going to go off and you keep checking yeah. the phone every hour so you don't get any sleep at all? That's what it was like for a couple of years because you have to get wow. up at a stupid o'clock and every time, oh my God, what? Oh yeah, it's only two o'clock in the morning. I'll High stress. Well, yeah, that's, why, yeah. that's why you probably get tired in the afternoon and do a bit of cocaine. <laughs> well, standard practice, standard. really. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. Let, let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah we're going to be talking about the West Memphis Tree this time if anything that we say on the show uh, evokes any kind of outrage uh, you want to write it down on a piece of paper roll it up really tight and poke it up your arsehole if you want to get in contact with us about any opinions or anything that we mentioned in the episode that may be incorrect I do reserve the right to be wrong but uh, we, we do like corrections over at those conspiracy guys the facts matter people 
fake news you can get us on facebook twitter instagram we have a reddit r slash those conspiracy guys we also have a website which i will be putting up the uh the, the documentaries that we're going to be talking about in this like west of memphis and mm. uh these kind of ones that were put up a few years ago on netflix i think you can get them on youtube but we're going to be putting them up on our vidme which is vid.me slash those conspiracy guys i'm kind of leaning away from youtube at the moment we got a couple of spanks uh, they don't like you you're gonna have trouble with youtube got a couple of spanks bro and i uh, got a couple of community guideline strikes there that wasn't really pleasant for uh the sandy hook episode and a uh, 9-11 episode I mean, like... Uh, You're just you know, triggering too many people. Is it? Is it people complaining? I don't know. You're uh, triggering too many people. I appealed, people. they said no, and I don't think they were in poor taste or anything like that, but if that's the way it's going to be on YouTube, I, I, like, you know, they've switched off my live streaming. They've switched off my ability to embed videos and stuff. Maybe and, you've just insulted one person. Yeah, like happens the, to the people work from at YouTube, and it just has the button for your channel. It's like, off. That Gordon guy, he can go with, with screw great, himself. With great responsibility comes great great power mm. I think it's the other way around but yeah I mean that one person shouldn't be allowed to dictate the taste of the world well, but call. we'll talk about it again I guess and uh, we are also on uh, Discord so if you want to c- chat with us and the lovely people over at our Discord server uh, the link is going to be in the description below or it can be uh, found on the Twitter page or the Facebook page as well and we also have an anchor where we will be asking what you think about what happened to poor little Stevie Branch and stuff on this where uh you can leave it. It's like a cool voicemail. We'll put up some stuff, and then Definitely. you put up some stuff, put some music in between. We can answer each other back, and uh, everybody gets to listen to it afterwards then. It's awesome. Also, we have another sister podcast called Why Press Play. It talks about uh, movies, uh, TV shows, and computer games, and we do reviews and play-alongs and watch-alongs and stuff like that. And uh, I think Cormac is on uh, is going to be on one of the shows very, very soon, if you want to head over there. Exciting. We're talking about uh, the J.J. Abrams movie, Super 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go and check that out over there. Uh, vid.me slash those conspiracy guys is where we're going to be hosting all our videos so head over there instead of youtube and uh subscribe to that now there'll be loads of stuff put up there like all the vlogs are going to be up there loads of documentaries all the documentaries i've been promising for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years uh i couldn't really put them on youtube they cannot get done getting <laughs> taken down so uh vid.me is pure sound and uh, it means i can embed them into the website thoseconspiracyguys.com and you can look at them with all the other stuff uh, there is a mailbag video on the way as well sorry if you've been sending emails it's been stupidly busy uh, i haven't got back to some of you uh replying to me on social media as well i'm really sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i said so uh we're gonna get into this now the west memphis tree this shit was fucking wild right deep breaths because this was one i think i watched this after uh or, or, or just heard about the story after i'd gone through my whole making of a murderer making a murderer yeah. binge right and it's this that, is, netflix started showing you up some shit right but but they, it was weird because i think everyone got that exploded this whole at the same time uh making murder was out serial came out yeah true with, crime uh, true, cri- yeah, true crime stories serial came out uh, and blew all that up and then everything else was like uh, and i stumbled upon west memphis street mm. And I know there's a couple of, of uh, documentaries about that. There's the Paradise Lost ones, and there's yes. a there's a, there's a West couple. of Memphis. West of Memphis is the, is the newest well. one, yeah. And uh, Paradise Lost is like we'll talk about that in a minute. That's kind of like an anti-propaganda one, and then West of Memphis is like, no, they didn't do it. It's yeah. very. And then there's so many odd. little uh, news features, you know, like 15, yeah. 20 minute features, and even five minute features that are all 60, over the sixty minutes had did a thing on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. A dateline, uh, not Dateline, but so there's. Tons is it Dateline did one yeah like tons of stuff about exploratory it. documentaries and it's it just it's so annoying because now you know I've watched all those yeah. uh, there is uh, the have you seen the confession tapes that have come out on Netflix now yeah and it's just 
like America, what the fuck? Like yeah, some shit, some shit is going on in the legal system in a lot of these like towns. I wouldn't even say the legal. It, it seems to be just the, the, a lot of the police force. Now I know, okay, but that's what I mean. In in the in the in the, the whole league, justice yeah, system over justice there, justice community. Uh, there's a lot of corruption. Maybe there's a lot of. I think in the case of Stephen Avery and stuff like that, a lot of like I think incompetence that led to corruption to cover the incompetence. Yeah, I mean, so someone stupid did something, and then they told someone smart who was going to get in trouble for that stupid thing, fuck. and then the smart person fixed it. But like, uh, we, we we like to adhere to uh, Hanlon's razor here on the show on okay. those conspiracy guys, which is don't attribute to malice anything that can be explained away with stupidity. Like, <laughs> if somebody's going to do something stupid, more than likely it was a stupid thing, not somebody trying to fucking do something awful. Yeah. But, like, the way the police treated these young lads... Horrific. They needed, like, they needed a scapegoat. They but needed someone to go down for it. It, it doesn't... Uh, like, I was thinking about this earlier on, right, and I was trying to figure out... Obviously, the story is uh, three young young boys from a small town in Arkansas yeah. go off playing on their bikes one day, and then they turn up after a big search through the whole town, brutally mutilated and murdered. Yeah. And then the town, as you said, is looking for... Obviously, there's like if you're a police justice, officer, when, justice, when, when, but when something like that happens, there's obviously if you're me and you are investigating that, we want that to ha- we want to shut that down as quick as possible because you have the fear of a threat of someone out there who is a murderer. It's too still doing it, and you're like, okay, yeah. they're still out there. The three kids have been died. This is a disgusting person. We need to send this is and. You, you know, it's claimed that the small town that they're in is a very evangelical Christian Bible Belt kind of. You know, it's Ar- Arkansas. Yeah, that's where Hillary and Bill are from. I know, <laughs> yeah. so I wonder where it's all coming it's a out bit now. Backwoods, maybe, little bit country. Maybe Bill and Hillary did this. Where were they at the time? You know, you wouldn't know. <laughs> strike, strike three more down on the body count, lads. But it's kind of a weird one where it's another one of those stories where the police just. Uh, I imagine some of them want to solve the case genuinely. Yeah. On top of that, there's a massive pressure from everyone in the town who knows you personally to go, do your fucking job and will you find the killer because we're all terrified. And then they and go and they have their... Yeah. Get the job done. The weakest link is like the motivations of local police officers who are, at the end of the day, just men. And there's a lot of stuff yeah, going yeah. on in the media at the moment about like, uh, uh, you know, pigs... Yeah. You know, pay for I'm like bacon, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Police brutality, police corruption, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, black incarcerants being mm-hmm. overly, uh, how would you say, disciplined yeah, uh, yeah. in police custody and ended up getting like severely injured or even dead. Lads being bet and left in left in a cell to bleed to death and mm-hmm. like prison guards. And it's a really bad time for American police. Really like, bad Hugely time. bad time. And this is done in 1993 so this is like nearly it's 20 it's nearly 25 years 25 years next year Shit. when when, they, when those guys disappear like that's a fucking long time man you know and the, the lads spent the best part of 20 years in sitting in a, in a jail cell yeah, yeah. lost all their all their 20s most of their 30s and all all for the default of like a couple of corrupt cops who wanted to just plant some evidence or was it because Ooh. you know we started looking back into it afterwards and going maybe maybe it's not you know like in 2007 and 8 there was a, a re-examination of it and there was another one in 2013 like west of memphis is a reasonably new documentary yeah yeah it still doesn't account for some of the stuff that we'll say like the knife in the lake and we'll talk about stuff later on the blue the blue twine around the uh yeah the body and stuff like that which could kind of indicate that they that they did do it and i often wonder as well when um you know i'd love to follow up with how many people have been exonerated actually did it do you know this this is the thing like uh, stephen avery is this um 
absolutely landmark case that, that that hit the media and they're doing a second season of it now but you could see how the witnesses were tainted how uh his young nephew who was like borderline you know mental special needs like yeah, yeah. Uh, uh mentally disabled or whatever and he was convinced and cajoled into giving like a false testimony and these lads ended up going to jail after being in jail for 18 years but you can see the narrative the way the documentarians played it out where he was wrongfully incarcerated because they had it even when a guy came to confess to the crime they just swept under the carpet yeah wrongfully incarcerated he was going to sue the police force the police force was going to get a big black guy and lose a lot of money so they're like right we have to get something to pick him you know discarded him found a murder that was just just so happened to happen or did they orchestrate it like where does the where does do the you, culpability do, do, stop do you think avery did it i, I see that's the thing i now, think he did now i think he did like and then the reason is because of i don't think the cousin or the nephew uh, did it I don't think yeah. Dassey did it Brandon, Brandon um, Dassey yeah. or at least he, I think he was he was the type of person you could like in this case of the West Memphis 3 the, the lesser intelligent one could be coerced mm. into giving or pressurised into giving think, a statement I don't think they did it the way he said he said they did it in court but he definitely could have done it and loads there are loads of theories out there that say he did but it's, so, it, it, it's just when you say about how the documentarians frame it and one yeah. of the most I think when you watch these, and I watched the first one and I was so angry and yeah. upset and emotional, kind of going, you fucking assholes, putting an innocent man away. And mm. it's very easy to always take the side of the underdog and to hate the authority because it, that's, you know, you're, it's the rebel in you always wants Absolutely. to say, screw you, yeah. this guy is innocent. But then one of the things, it's ve- I think it's very hard to become aware of, it's how uh, propaganda works, is that it's what they're not showing you exactly. is more important than what they are. And it's very hard to figure that out because they can show you this frame, but if they've deliberately left stuff out, oftentimes you're not going to know about that ever. So it can never well, come in to, to question your view on things. The Stephen Avery case, as it was made in the documentary, we get into West Memphis Street, but this is kind of like the preamble to the justice porn that made the West Mem- that catapulted the West Memphis tree into yeah. the spotlight yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. because these were like as soon as making a murderer was over people wanted that like false incarceration jizz kind of story that's exactly it and we're like oh give me some more people who got released because they didn't really commit the crime and and they're not making any about uh you know these guys who were spending eight nine years in jail for a false rape accusation mm, yeah, they're yeah. not making any of those fucking documentaries because not the, the, right fucking, time. the world would set itself on fire people are all like you can't do that because you'll delegitimize uh rape claims the world know, over yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. you're like yeah but also you have to show that like you can't just say you know that guy raped me because he, he wouldn't do something arbitrary and end up giving evidence against him which is only your testimony and you know he ends up getting nine years in jail there was some dude released like a couple of months ago yeah, yeah. who had spent nine years in jail for a false rape claim no documentary against that but a gruesome grisly murder where three young boys were hogtied raped up the arsehole and brutally chopped up in yeah, bits yeah. Like that's fucking people are like, oh yeah, pass the pass the popcorn. Like it yeah. seems it seems that the public want what the public and they get, get what they want because if you're looking as a as a as a filmmaker yeah. and a producer of, yeah. of of shows, you're of course you're gonna put the saucy stuff in, man. But, Come but, on. You're, but you're gonna and you're gonna develop more of that. And I said the West Memphis Three was probably a more shocking case than Absolutely. Avery, Absolutely. and probably one of the most shocking ones because there is now if you do watch well, the confession tapes, which is yeah, which is fuck. which is ridiculous for the for the evidence. <sighs> it is more shocking when you see. I've actually watched the, the I've actually seen the pictures of the. We'll, we'll talk about it now. I don't want to ruin the, the suspense, but I've actually seen the pictures of the, the wounds that the young boys have on their oh, bodies. Have yeah, like they're online. It's fucking grim. But also, you can see how people are like, yeah, yeah, they chopped them up like a satanic ritual or what have you, right? So 
they have uh, Stephen Avery's kind of testimony and all that stuff that says like, no, I didn't do it, yeah. No, I didn't do it, no. Mm. But the way they framed that documentary was that the, 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 the Avery family wanted to sue the police in order to stop that, that court case coming through. They had to pin him to the wall and he had to use all of the money he had to settle with the police for enough money that would just pay for his case. So when he came out the other side, he would have zero. Yeah. Whether he won or lost the case. But the, the overwhelming wall of evidence from Ken Kratz and from all of the police and all the stuff, as well as then the the ulterior evidence, which is the lads with the keys and they dropped it here and yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. there and the fingerprints and no blood and the bed wasn't like, like how could he stab him, stab him real wildly like that? And, 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 and no blood. Or, all yeah. of that stuff that's totally like, obviously fucking yeah. <laughs> bullshit yeah, like yeah, in court, yeah. right? And then you're one who's like, yeah, I did the, I did the blood test, but like the, the sample absolutely got tampered with, all of that stuff. Like all of those things pointed towards uh, like justice porn to make sure mm, that yeah, we yeah, thought yeah. that Stephen Avery was being put down innocently again as yeah, part yeah. of the narrative. But like you said, what they don't show you, what they don't show you about the West Memphis tree, w- like m- melt your face. Okay. Some of the stuff that those young lads were at and <laughs> uh, seriously, like the stuff that they were doing. And then when they got put into jail, you're like, yeah, okay it's probably like they wouldn't stay there that long if people didn't believe that it actually could have been done but because they sold it like a a satanic ritual and Damien Eccles is like basically a a, but there was a satanic guy and and Miss Kelly who's one of the other boys we we go through the characters of it now like he said yeah we did it and we did it exactly the way you said we did it and it was an identical story to how Brendan Dassey was cajoled under duress because he is mentally deficient and fed information and promised he'd be able to go home and all of a sudden he's going yeah yeah I just want to get the shit out of here Exactly. but it's mad because I think during the 90s there was not only just in this case but I think there was other there was that uh fear of satanic crime yes yeah, satanic America. panic was going on satanic at the time. panic yeah and it, w- it wasn't just isolated there well, and we talked about it before now on the right. charlie manson episode we've talked about it on the alistair crowley episode uh what a weird uh, weird man oh stop brilliant yeah class like uh we talked about how basically like the 80s just americans were just afraid and coming into the 90s they weren't any less afraid because yeah. they were at war in iraq and it was all this kind of stuff but like there always has to be an enemy yeah, and because yeah, yeah, communism yeah. was gone, yeah, satanic panic took over. Decided like Judas Priest, those two young lads killed themselves. Yep. Uh, you know, 1993, it's only a few years before the likes of Columbine. People are afraid of teenagers. And, and funny as well, like, because I, I know things like the uh, the Anarchist Cookbook was, yeah. was, was, was featured a lot in this kind of... Uh, nearly tied in with this occult anarchism and, and satanic stuff because the Columbine guys were big proponents or used a lot of the information to to, to do that so there was a backdrop of satanic fear but someone who fits the bill is going to be absolutely shuttled in like as far as uh, teenagers at the time you're talking about like uh like in the 60s you had flower power and Mm -hmm. there was like a a a kind of a peaceful revolution yeah or whatever as much as you could be and then in the 70s it was punk and they were they totally like retreated and and uh, they were disparate from 
mainstream media nothing was mainstream in the yeah, 70s yeah. and then the 80s were like well we're fed up with that and everything was mainstream yeah yeah and pop music and all that stuff and mtv generation all these things had to be created for the yeah, first yeah. time and then as a kind of an ebb and flow like the tide of culture going in and out the 90s then became another type of uh retraction from mainstream where people started to get almost dissident uh, yeah. grunge was out like anti-pop anti-music nirvana was around 90s early 90s oh yeah but uh, as well as that like the whole seattle scene like all Pearl jam and all these guys, yeah it yeah. was all about like um unemployment was rife like people were like america was struggling mm. at that point you were coming out of like a really bad recession yeah, yeah. reaganomics was <laughs> fucked up and and people were looking like teenagers were rebellious yeah. rebelling and older people were afraid of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And they I were afraid of teenagers and the, the, the culture that they brought was something that was completely alien and completely brand new and I think to be honest I think it was the last brand new revolution since then there's been a lot of like homogeny and it's just evolving of the same thing yeah it's just a repeat new. there's nothing completely new and there hasn't been since the early 90s but this stuff like coming in like heavy metal music and all of this stuff <laughs> I love it because a lot the of they were time, they characterised the West Memphis three as you know that was one of their defining characteristics yeah. of oh, they, they liked heavy metal music so clearly this is the work Satanic. of the devil yeah. this is the devil and it's like okay okay so yeah with all that kind of way like you have to get yourself into the mentality of what's happening at this time because like when this happened, it was so shocking. Like, Cormac, like, I don't know if you've seen, I'll show you some of the stuff afterwards. Like, if you might not sleep. Like, it's fucking rough. But and and, and, and there, there are certain things like Johnny Gosh had happened, like, uh, uh, only a couple of years oh, before. Oh, the guy on the milk carton. Yeah, man. First guy on the milk. And that's funny you mentioned that as well, because the, was it the late 80s, uh, or the 70s and 80s had that massive spate of small time, uh, small town Americans were having a massive problem with child kidnappings. Ridiculously high. And again, a lot of that was... was all the pedos, man. Pedophile rings. And again, satanic cult sex rings as well. Was, was And they got, just got better at not getting caught. Like, there's still <laughs> as many kids going missing in America today as there was in the 70s. Shocking, but it's just not being put out there, you know? Yeah, so like I mean, if you want to watch that shit, man, it's Pizza Gate. I shout it. I uh, shout the fucking. <laughs> it's been a bit of a messed up time in America, and this case is a bit crazy. But we'll go through. Maybe we'll set the scene about Dude, what happened right back so in there. We're, we're talking about like 1993. Yep. in the middle of like uh, uh, grunge America, you're talking about Arkansas, which is, I, I mean, apologies to anybody from Arkansas, but it would be slightly more removed than somewhere that would be closer to the northwest or it to the southeast it definitely wouldn't be san francisco uh, 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 traditional uh, uh, yeah. uh, traditional and christian evangelical and uh, straight away obviously that their country um it, it wasn't some sort of buddhist enemy that that formed in the minds it exactly. was it was it's nearly you know you're projecting your fears on these young boys but may not y'all, y'all don't want to be coming around here with your heavy metal music you take your heavy metal music in your devil music and you get on out of here you know <laughs> and there's a you know there's a very good clip from one of those documentaries where it's literally literally a, that. a hillbilly yeah. in denims going i think that this is hell on earth right here there now and for many ways you know again not being disrespectful but sometimes you're not going to argue with those people they've made their mind up yeah. straight away that this is the devil these boys are the devil happy days yeah. um, but what happened basically the rundown of it in May 1993 West Memphis is the town in Arkansas Tennessee that this happened three young lads Stephen Branch Chris Byers and Michael Moore not the film director okay <laughs> definitely not the film director no um, rode their bikes into the woods were out playing or whatever did not return home alarm is raised Everyone goes and searches the next day. Local police can be found. They're like swiping through like brush and all this kind of stuff. Like the the 
the bikes are found. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck. Because the bikes, yeah. You know what it's going to be bad news there. Yeah. And then yeah. the continued search goes down to a nearby Robin Hood Hills. There's a creek down there. And they find the find the bodies mutilated, tied up, and in a pretty disgusting state. state of yeah. affairs. They'd, and been, I, they'd been gone for a, a day or a little bit over a day or so. Yeah, yeah. And the bodies had started to take on water because they'd been dead and lying in the swamp for a while. Uh, uh, There's a thing what happens when you leave a body in water after it's dead. There's a thing called slippage where basically the meat separates from the bones. Okay. And starts coming off, right? Um, If anyone's ever seen, you know, that picture of the dude that falls off the roof and he has the wedding finger uh, and the ring catches the the meat of the wet wedding wedding ring finger and pulls it pulls it off so it's just oh, like, so that was kind of happening a little bit to their yeah, extremities yeah. and what had happened their bodies had been mutilated their little dicks had been like chopped off there was like chunks taken out of them and stab wounds mm. and different like bits and chunks it didn't like i mean we'll explain what that is later on but when you see that first three little lads hogtied yeah and fucked into a creek face first. Yeah, yeah. With their nose, their eyelids, their ears and lips, and their little dicks and balls, as well as big chunks taken out of their torso and all. That's pretty fucking rough, boy. Um, and again, in your, when you're coming from the background of... Like West Memphis in Arkansas, like that shit doesn't happen. And I mean, how do you... like? And there's three of them, not one, but all three of these kids. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, like that obviously shows some sort of intention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a random... Absolutely. Ac- and it's not a random accident that you covered up. It's not as if you banged one of them with yeah. a pole and you had to try and fake it because yeah. you're shitting it. It's the fact like, that oh, shit. one, two, three yeah. happened um, and how it happened or what the... what the mo- look, We're still unclear as to why this happened in the first That's place it. or the motive behind some of the killers were. So that happened. They were then, bound with their own shoelaces. And they had got smacked in the skull. So there was like evidence of smashed skull from, from some type of weapon that was that was not identified. Yeah. And then what proceeds from there is, as we talked about a little bit already, can you imagine, one, the fear. If yeah. you stumble across those three bodies and realize that there's a person or persons out there capable of this in your town. Yeah. Holy shit. Is there going to be a pressure on you? Strangers. Pressure from the village. Must uh, be an out- outsider. Go get the shotguns, boys. This ain't from under here. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but then obviously they, they well not obviously but they turn to uh, three guys to arrest them Damien Eccles who would be kind of the face of the West Memphis Three who would now, be known yeah, yeah. and now uh, Jason Baldwin and Jesse uh, Miss Kelly Jr. who we talked about a little bit was um, light uh, light of light of IQ points but yeah he would he would he would have been suffering not I want to say suffering from but would have had noted a lower IQ and learning disabilities and challenges yeah. with regard to that but back in 1993 Arkansas you're not going to get help with that and you're not going to have a special yeah. needs assistant <laughs> no. there with you in, in, in interrogation or whatever you know back what I mean back in 1993 you were just called dumb yeah you're pretty much like it so didn't call dumb and working on uh, the farm living in a trailer park but uh, so again the reason the spotlight is shone on him or shone on these three is because they had been involved with the police before. Yeah. They had been some vandalism and shop there was shoplifting, teenage ne'er do wellingness. But I suppose like if bouncing it, around, lighting fires. Like Damien Eccles had been known to be into, like as it was fashionable at the time, bit of eyeliner, black hair, few old heavy metal jumpers. But do you think right uh, setting fires? Like you know, he wasn't out killing small animals and shit. 
but if you know if you're looking at this through the lens of an evangelical Christian of course you're going to because you know the way their explanation of it would be not that there is behavioural issues or the social mm. issues or that there is mental health issues or there's just you know you're just a teenager going through yeah. shit do you know what I mean it would Got be hormones running up and down the legs of my trousers I wouldn't know what's going on but you can not that you understand but the perspective I'd yeah. imagine is there, there's something up with these these yeah, boys yeah there's something weird and it's not from what I know. It's not inside my sphere of understanding. So well, you're I, labeling it as a exactly. dark, a darkness over these boys. They're, they're darkening yeah. themselves. They're playing with fire, which is going to be associated with hell and the devil who breathes and fire heavy metal out of music. Eyes. And they wear black and they look satanic. And you're going to be looking at what the fucking TV was showing at the time, which yeah, was yeah. people like stabbing babies and stuff yeah. like that. So of course, when you hear three little kids are dead. You're thinking and you know what, the Satanists did it. There's a whole other uh, series of episodes you could do on how the media fucks up trials and sentences people before it ever of gets course. to joke. But if you're presented with that media framing, as we said, you know, yeah. everything else is left out. The dark hair, the, the past record, mm. all this shit is thrown in your face. And you come from a very religious background where you're like, there is evil in the world. And sometimes these evil people um, are possessed by the devil or are influenced by the devil or are controlled by yeah. darkly world forces you're going to be like well I'm trying to think if that was me I would find it very difficult to convince myself it wasn't them as well well, though like mental health issues schizophrenia like these kind of things were often seen as they were possessed by the devil or it was a you know uh, uh, by by way of it by plea of insanity or whatever but it's not it's like these guys were just odd dudes yeah, and the police wanted a quick public and, you know... Uh, the police want to be... They don't want to be able to do their yeah, job. They, they want to be successful. Conviction and they wanted to be able to quieten a maddening crowd who was like, we yeah. want to fucking... You know, they needed someone quick. And I imagine... Uh, I, I often think as well the police Avery. are always painted in the villain's role yeah. in these documentaries yeah. you know it's just like you didn't do this and, and you're arresting you're doing justice wrong but I imagine there's part of them that also believe... Well, maybe they make themselves believe it or they just convince themselves. But, like, I imagine the hu- there's some part of their human psyche that actually wants to find the killer. Of course. Sure, that's a, it's a vocational job. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at police corruption now, when they're talking oh, about, like, no. planting evidence or doing any of that stuff, and at the same time, we were watching TV shows like CSI and NCIS and all of these things going, yeah. like, fuck. Like, there seems to be jizz everywhere. <laughs> like, jizz is everywhere oh yeah, yeah so whenever there's a crime scene look for the jizz and mm. you'll find your killer yeah, yeah right and the, the way they're able to just find like you know uh, um uh, what was it the, the in, in the making a murder case like the contact dna so it's like skin left sweat on a fucking oh, thing and yeah, you're able yeah, to pick yeah. sw- sweat particles and dna like the fucking crazy shit man, man you've never left your sweat particles anywhere Ever, man I, oh. I leave them almost everywhere in 1983 were they able to do that shit like did no. they did they there was a problem with the first this was, case this was a trial by emotion this was a trial through yeah, shock yeah. tactics and through bias yeah, yeah right and they were up showing the gruesome pictures to the jury they were they were laying out a narrative as the prosecution is wont to do yeah yeah because you know uh, the same with OJ and the same with all these cases mm. where they're putting out they have to set up a narrative to make you believe that they'll do it and literally it's one less set of lads who are arguing against another set of lads and whoever wins you know gets to gets to go home what, what i don't get now what i was doing i don't get is that when they have you know their their their, their eye on the target and their suspects that they never even consider to follow up on or, or chase other leads if this was you know a good investigative cop 
he might have followed up somewhere else. You know, they seem to lock in and lock down and make it fit the the three people that they have, as opposed to kind of maybe going, Ooh, this this motivation doesn't make sense for these three lads as bad and dangerous as as they look, as they could be perceived. What's their motive? We don't really know. But is there anyone else? And they always seem to kind of dismiss everyone else, which is a weird one for me because I would think personally that the fear of having the wrong person means that there's a killer the yeah. actual killer could be out there and that's more dangerous from way more dangerous but then again we're not ever been in that pressurized position where there's a crowd of people outside the studio going find the killer do you know what i mean i i, I understand what you mean but at the same time like i i play both sides of the fence for that particular point because i have to go yeah you want a killer like most of those guys are found within the first 48 hours if not it takes a lot longer yeah yeah or on the other side the cops are fallible and they can be wrong sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And if they are biased and they go, uh, somebody robbed the store. Did you see who he was? No, he's wearing a mask. Did you see like anything about him? No, it was probably a black guy. You're like, will you arrest his cop then? Mm. Do you know if they have a pre-existing prejudice? These people had a pre-existing prejudice towards Damien Eccles and the other two lads, right? But why did they take all three of them? They weren't the best of mates. They weren't hanging out all the time. Yeah. But they took in Jesse Miskelly. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason that this whole thing stuck was because when they said it to him, they went, if you don't fucking say this, you're going to get fucked in the, bu- fucked in the bum and in jail, boss. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, yeah, okay, come here. Show me the pictures. Yeah, we did that and we did this. And he showed him the pictures and goes, and maybe you chopped off their dicks in a satanic sex ritual. And he's like, yeah, we done chopped off their dicks in a satanic sex ritual. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. you can't even say it, man. But again, I can't remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory on this. Because a lot of these forced confessions happen without... Without consent, without uh, uh, anybody supervising, without any adults, he was just in... Now, maybe I've been indoctrinated from watching too much American Is it admissible in court? Uh, But just just kind of going, you know, I want a lawyer. You know, you would think, you would presume if you were in that situation, you'd ask for a solicitor or a lawyer. Yeah, but not if you're, you know, mentally deficient. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? And there's a whole thing, uh, there's there's a video online that says, do not ever 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 talk to the cops have you seen that video yeah so there's a guy and he's given like a a a seminar on and i'm a lawyer and this is and i was a prosecution lawyer and this is what happens whenever you talk to the cops if they ask you a thing and you say no and later on they ask you and you even vary the slightest amount that means anything you say from then on is totally like inadmissible Uh, you've totally undermined your own your own legitimacy yeah like never say anything to the cops ever so when they're pulling this lad in he's like what did i do you know what you did oh yeah yeah i do know what i did it's the fucking the, the my cousin Vinny situation yeah, yeah where he's like i shot the clerk you say that again boy i shot the clerk like is he going like are you saying that i shot the clerk but, but he's, he's just saying, saying it in a new york way yeah, yeah and they just fucking jumped on him and went he's he's confessed to shooting the clerk twice <laughs> that's it he said it twice you know mm. that's what that's what's happening here jesse miss kelly was basically like nobody knows like was he bullied into it was he totally coerced i said they were pushing the thing across the table going listen you're gonna go to jail and get fucked up the bum unless you said that you did this thing like and apparently he is the key to why they were first put in court and first went on trial and that was the whole the crux of the case they had no like there was all circumstantial evidence there was no way to be able to push there, uh, there was Damien. no physical evidence None. linking them to None. three of those to was, that area there to was that no time. way to be able to put Damien Nichols on the, on the crime scene in fact it was it was more probable that uh uh Stevie Branch's uh, stepdad mm. was on the scene and another man was on the scene he came out as a witness later on we'll talk about that in a minute but like 
there was other people who were at the scene who were near Robin Hood Hills who much more could have been a, a, a possible culprit. And it's weird. And we're never, and we're ne- like there were questions and there's fucking the confession tape and the videos mm-hmm. of that dude. Yeah, yeah, And he basically ties himself up in knots with lies and then just goes, yeah, he's absolutely guilty. But he'll never ever go to jail for it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Of what happened. Because of the Alfred plea. Yep. The boys had to, what, the Alfred plea that we found out, we have a Stephen Avery um, episode from, I think 2015. Uh, on our vid.me channel so vid.me slash those conspiracy guys it's a live video show from ages and ages ago where we had guests on and we were talking about this case after we just watched it on netflix so it's a bit fresher and the alfred plea was what Stephen avery was made to uh, uh take when he was being released the first time did which, he take that as well yeah such a weird law how that ever but, came but into it, it means it means that you can't um it means you can't sue the state you can't sue the state and they'd never because have because you're admit. already guilty you said yeah i am guilty but the, your sentence is zero okay you can go but, free but, but it's so weird because uh, that whole alfred plea yeah you are allowed admit that you're guilty but still be presumed innocent yes it's it's like a, a orwell's double think do you know what i mean it's 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 a social double think where to get the court out of trouble to, to make sure the court the, out of trouble. To make sure the court is not it stays infallible. But or what's whatever. really weird about the whole thing is one, you admit to being guilty. Yeah, you are still presumed to be innocent. Though, but and that you're means they that. don't have to go and reopen the case and that, find somebody who did commit it. But that's so what they I mean. can close the case because you're the guilty party. So you can't sue uh, the state. You can't get yeah. any compensation, yeah. and they're you're still letting the the real killer away. Yeah. If that makes sense, I wonder if Which you, is if, you up. if you wouldn't take the Alpha plea and still got released, would that mean that because you've done eighteen years for a rape that you could just go out and do a rape then and not have to go to jail for it? Ooh. Hang on, say that again. If you had got out like of the double like, jeopardy kind of thing, yeah, you can only be convicted of murdering someone once. So. Yeah. So if you went out and you were like, "Oh, I have a free rape in my back pocket," yeah, Stephen Avery, you you'd be like. If you if you were uh, yeah, there, I've done I know, eighteen years for fuck all. If you're convicting of killing someone who faked their own death, right, and yeah. then that person comes back, I think you can kill them scot free. If you've been convicted of murder, but well, and, those and done your time go, and done your time yeah, and all you, that you stuff, you can play your murder card. I think that's maybe why the Alfred plea is put into put into effect because you're not then owed anything because you are actually guilty on paper of that crime and you've paid your full. Your full debt, debt to society or whatever. It's such a messed up it's thing. It's fucked, man. Alfred Plea, we're going to go through, a, I'm going to make a video and describe exactly yeah, how do, that thing works. It is confusing, see, but... Where, where that came from in the first time it was absolutely. used would be an interesting one to, to, to see that. But they used that in the end to, to get out without jumping ahead too far. And uh, I yeah, know... But that's it, though. Now, now they're out. So they never have to go back and look for Stevie Branch's stepdad uh, or the evidence or any of that stuff and, and he'll never be convicted because they already have the guilty parties you are tweaking something from my memory talking to me because I watched a couple of these documentaries yeah. and I remember watching uh, uh, somebody came out to one of these documentary filmmakers who was a friend of the family yeah. and said uh, I was over at my friend's house who was uh, you know in the company of the stepdad and said there's the uh, family secret and uh, you know the son or the cousin or someone knew that their uncle had killed these kids and that's yeah. the family secret and they were like what so what do you mean the family secret it's like oh yeah well my, my dad or my uncle killed the uh did the deed so did to speak that, yeah but uh, you know i know that's speculation and there's, i know that's kind of well there's there's witness reports and that guy you're talking about is curtis got right yeah, yeah, yeah uh and then uh christian Tr- christian sisk claim that uh, uh, Hobbs who was uh, Steve Ranch's stepdad yeah, yeah. He, he was the one who actually did it this guy shows up when they're making uh, I think west of Memphis yeah, 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 yeah. and he's nearly crying telling it the whole time and he's yeah. like 
he, he rang me and asked me to go to the forest. And then I was like, I can't go. And he's like, you got to come. I, I, and I got in the car. And he just tells the whole story of how we went out to the forest. And he doesn't actually say what happened when they went out there but he looks like he really wants to tell something to somebody you know yeah, yeah. and then you look at Hobbs's uh testimony on camera and he's just smoking fags going i didn't do nothing can't prove nothing i didn't do nothing wasn't there never seen it never seen nobody <laughs> never no 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 like that's it you know very fucking creepy dude so another another witness uh david jacoby who worked in the memphis ice cream company with Hobbs. yeah, yeah. he was he was the alibi okay for terry hobbs that night yeah yeah and he, but like and the morning of the murders so what 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 were they doing mm. what were they doing these two lads were supposed to be just hanging out in the forest As they were just do? like going for a walk he said what do you want to do i'll oh, just go for a walk at three o'clock in the morning you're like down the old river bed and into what, the what, creek what the fuck are you do? like what are you doing there do you know like a lot of extra accusations came out when these lads came out of jail because like you said man there is a real murderer out there or yeah and, and and the thing about it is is it usually not the case when it, people are murdered and so, no i don't want to say murdered in a gruesome fashion are murdered that you know family and friends you know the way they would usually a wife is murdered it's usually the husband yeah that kind of thing it's all or, like say 80 percent of rapes are done by people that you already know and then the whole case of of uh, let's say if there's a childhood death it's possibly probably the parents you know, because it's a close, it's a proximity mm. thing. Do you know what I mean? It's nearly who's ever closest to them yeah. would do it, and why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't follow it up and then realize why they wouldn't not admit to being wrong, but like why they wouldn't discard the lads if it, it seems stronger. Do you know what I mean? And it always blows my mind yeah. where they don't give a shit. Where they're like, "Well, we got our confession now, so thanks very much. I'm taking lunch." And they did it too. Right? It wouldn't usually be a random teenager who wants to get his rocks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would then get his three mates to kidnap three little boys yeah fuck them all up the bum tied them up stripped them off and then fired them into a creek yeah like that's usually not the way those things happen mm. usually it's done on like a cousin or somebody that they know that's in a controlled environment that yeah. they're able to manipulate usually like a, a habitual like pedophilic rape like that doesn't happen that ends in like a gruesome three-body murder or anything like this is and, I, and and you know because it's very unusual and, you know and that's why be, it's such a fucking massive case because it's so unusual and so over the top and gruesome and you know why it would be a little bit more confusing as well that I, three of those three people aren't going to have the same desire and urge to, of to carry out that murder in the exact same fashion so but they played uh, uh, uh Damien Eccles as like the ringleader as but, the controller of the other two because they were weaker of mind but but that's what I mean as like so there'll, there'll be one ringleader yeah. right now if you wind up and if you're not 100% if you like if you are only 99% behind doing what you did to those yeah. three boys right if you're only not and there's 1% of doubt after that comes out you're going to have a mental breakdown and uh, you would be like what the fuck did I just do of course and you're going to be like he did it I, I, I was a part of it. I shouldn't have been. I can't deal with this. I'll go to prison. But and that's what happened to truth. Jesse Miskelly. He, he, he broke down and it fits the narrative of what you would presume somebody to act like after they've done something like that. Yeah, I suppose. And he came out and confessed and went, oh, I'm so sorry and all that stuff. And everyone bought it because that seems and to you be know, the natural well, when, reaction. When you, when you look at that, like that, yeah, you, that's why you of can't course. buy it. And I suppose if it, of course. you're going to get some comfort for that being in that town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because then we have like, the dudes. We have them. We can reinforce that. Also, there's the whole shadow of Manson. Like, like what Charlie Manson convinced those people to do... That's actually is, very true. ...is unspeakable. Yeah, yeah. Like, cut a baby out of a woman's belly and paint 
paint fucking helter skelter and blood on the wall with the child's guts like fucked that's, up that's fucked up yeah, yeah. so for Damien Eccles to convince two fucking half wits suppose to you pull three kids off their bikes fuck them up the bum and then tie them up and throw them in the river the, the only thing is about the uh, uh, there was for the Manson stuff he had greater control over the daily lives of those people that well, he was indoctrinating he, and brainwashing. Yeah, he was using you know I mean? brainwashing techniques that he probably, learned from the military. If you check out our drugs. Charlie Manson episode, and he was definitely using LSD. Yeah, so that makes your MK, MK Ultra mind control techniques. So there you go. So, but that would make mm. your mind more malleable and impressionable. And it was in that. But these young lads were all mad taking drugs. Like, were they? Well, they were taking taking hallucinogenics. They were drinking a lot. They were they weren't under like mind control amounts of drugs, but like. A teenager in Arkansas amount of drugs. It's not it's not unheard of for them to be taking narcotics. But at the same time, it's not Manson levels. But That's it's enough I mean. for a, a, a white Christian neighborhood to go, it was the drugs like No damn drugs taken in your brain and making the devil. Um no, but I, I just for me I find it hard to believe that Damien Eccles could control those other two lads. Yeah. I, Even I, if find, it hard, I find it hard drugs. to believe too. This is it like. But uh, you have to look at the stepfathers. If, like you said, if you're going to be looking for somebody that does a crime like this, you're looking more close to home. Yeah, yeah. Terry Hobbs, right? Who was Stevie Ranch's stepdad, and John Mark Byers, who was Chris Byers' um, stepdad. Yeah. Uh, like the two of them started speaking out to the to the press a lot, and and especially John Mark Byers, who was that big, tall guy with the like really overgrown ginger mustache mm-hmm. and the bald head, who had the little wife, who was all like. He was like, you don't tell me that them little motherfuckers came and they took my boy. Yeah, yeah. And he took my boy and brought him out of the forest. Yeah, and he said, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's loads of fucking news footage of him standing in front of courtrooms, standing in front of police or uh, news cameras. Like any chance to get a bit of camera on him. And I'm watching that going, I think he doth protest too much. <laughs> as well, as well. And it could be that Terry Hobbs and John Byers came together and, and did that. Now, can you, I kept it on the down low. Now, can you you remind me again because I have seen so many of these different documentaries so recently. But yeah. you know the 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 mother of one of the boys that was killed, Stevie Branch's mother. Did she leave her her husband in the end, and did she yes. wind up defending the West Memphis Three eventually, and yes. believing that they didn't do it? Yes. Which to me is another huge reason as to why because because Terry Hobbs is kind of a bit fucked up. That's what I mean. And to, to be honest with you, to try and. For a mother to reconsider the death of her child, yeah, the evidence has to be somewhat, you know, convincing because you can't even fathom, right? If your child is gruesomely murdered and someone points in such a way, like, but if someone points, uh, you know, the target on these three guys, you're gonna go there. No amount of, do you know what I mean? And when you have any sort of evidence that will reinforce that, the hatred you would have, the grief, the loss, the trauma, you need to vent it on someone. Can you see, see how, how difficult it would be for her to change her mind eventually? Well, like, she she ended up getting divorced from Terry Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she went and sued the police for their mismanagement of the, the case, death like. of her child or whatever. And uh, Terry Hobbs, his family came forward and said, yeah, we, we heard him confess to these killings in private. Like, everything points to fucking Terry Hobbs, lads. But again, as you said, because of the Alfred plea, he's he's fine. He's kind of, kind of. But they can do him for something else, maybe. Like, what's what's the next? Like, what else has he done? You know, it's. Do you think he's? Do you think someone like that would do more, or was this just a stupid fucking? Fuck know, could, thing? It could be like a bunch of beers and just like, but to have the freedom, he needed some help. I think that Jacoby guy 
Do you think he was I just going he, after his stepson and the other two lads accidentally saw what he was doing? Maybe. And then it just escalated. Like, I fuck. think there was talk of uh, Terry Hobbs being overly, um, let's say, overly physical with Stevie Branch. Right, okay. Uh, in punishment and maybe in, you know, night t- nighttime cuddle time. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, that's the thing with stepkids. You don't you either don't hug them enough or you hug them too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the hug too much situation ended up getting out of control. Maybe Stevie told the other two lads and they were, you know, who knows? Yeah. Like, God, only God and that fucking hole in the ground know what happened to those three young lads. Yeah. But to, to, to not have any of that information still... It's is, fucked it, up. It, that's the most criminal part of it, right? So within two months of those three guys, uh, Eccles, Miss Skelly and Baldwin... Uh, they they started the, uh, an appeals process, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So all these legal teams like had massive glaring holes mm, yeah, in the yeah. investigations and in the uh, the evidence and the prosecution evidence at, at the trial, right? There's zero physical DNA link at any of the West Memphis three with those murders, right? And the medical evidence presented was questioned at cross examination and after the trial because what the prosecution had purported. To the jury, yeah, yeah. to be sexually motivated, uh, satanic sex ritual uh, injuries done to the bodies. Now, we're getting graphic now, so if you're in work or eating your lunch. Or playing maybe, this to your children or, before <laughs> they go to bed. Yeah. Turn it off. Play, play, t- yeah, take a pause button, right? Um, basically, right, the kids, yeah. the kids had been chomped, chomped on and uh, taught to be stabbed, yeah. right? They were sexually assaulted and their little dicks and balls were ripped not cut but ripped i wasn't cut ripped out of their bodies right right their nose lips eyes ears all ripped nipples uh loads of big stab mm. and uh, like uh gouge wounds, wounds whatever, all yeah. around their whole body right and in the 2007 uh uh kind of re-examination of dna evidence mm. and then as west of memphis was being made yeah they found that in that creek where the three boys bodies were lived snapping turtles yeah and the snapping turtles will feed on loose meat or low-hanging meat so we're talking about lips nose eyelids ears and little boys dicks and balls wow they would also chomp on the bigger parts of the meat like the arms and like the legs leaving bruises and then bite into the main torso with their with their very sharp uh uh, razor beaks right and it would make these uh, incisions that look like stab wounds, but that absolutely match. And if you watch West of Memphis, there's a dude who keeps these snapping turtles. And they're big fuckers. They're like the size of dogs. Are, you know? they, are they big? Do yeah, you know they're I mean? the size of dogs. Like, it yeah. looks like a fucking carving knife yeah. had gone in and out of you, right? So what the guy in the documentary does, he gets a side of bacon and he lashes it down in front of this. Because, I mean, who doesn't like bacon? Gets mm. the side of bacon down in front of the snapping turtle. The cunt takes a bite of it. He pulls it out. And then they have the fucking picture of what the wound looks like on the bodies, on the bodies of the kids. Oh, and they shit. hold it one up against the other. And it's absolutely a match. So what the prosecution looked at and saw was a horse. They said it was a zebra. Yeah. To make it more complicated, to fit their narrative that this lad was a satanic, you know, a, a sex criminal and like painted those lads where, with that where suggested that to Jesse Miskelly and he agreed with it because he's too the, fucking stupid to say no do you know the um okay so that explains away the disfigurements on the body yeah but what about you said that they were raped were they raped they were raped apparently so 
but who raped them, who tied them up, who took off their clothes. Their clothes were just discarded Sorry, on the yeah, inside. the turtles didn't do that. Exactly. But it wasn't a satanic thing. It wasn't like a ritualistic thing. It was just like a regular vanilla child rape. Because you you're, you're wondering then a ton of shit. Like you'd have to then separate se- separate out the body mutilations that are missing from the sexual, the sexual assault. assault. Yeah. And then you have two different situations. And what I would do in that situation is get a, well, I know you couldn't do this, but if someone would like to donate a dead corpse, and th- <laughs> but throw it into yeah, the yeah, river, because yeah. you'd have to test it. The only way you could test but, it is would that happen? But uh, from these experts who, who handle the snapping turtles, they say absolutely that would happen. Any so, kind of little hanging meat that they get pulled out, that is exactly. The guy who's a snapping turtle expert said, that's definitely, I looked at those wounds, that's definitely snapping so turtles. You, so, you, so we can write that off as snapping turtles for the body dis- disfigments. Which so, so it says in the documentary, and so the expert says, and I've read online as Perfect. Well. So now we're left with who sexually assaulted, who murdered them and sexually assaulted them. Well, this is the thing, who has a history of, who, who has a history of, uh, of rape, who has a history of sex, sexual assault, who would have the means, motive, and opportunity to do that, and then be able to get rid of the bodies without anybody. Without, without seeing. Without the kids struggling. Without it was obviously someone he knew to lead them all the way down that far. That's what I mean. But like, there's no way they grabbed them up and bring them all the way down to the fucking... So where were their bikes found? So this is the thing. There is some consternation around the actual raping of the children. It Was there an examination done on their buttholes to find out if it actually happened? I can't find any and, evidence. I, I, and a lot of people speculate online that there may not have been anything. But this was part, this is the story that we're given from the testimony of Jesse Miskelly that was kind of coerced out of him as part of the satanic narrative, the satanic sex ritual narrative, which on one part has already been false with the snapping turtles like biting off extremities. And then on the other side, did anyone actually examine you know, but, but, the because like, uh, like uh, what what I would the question comes to my head is the timing. Like, if there was sexual assault uh, happened, w- are they able to tell how recent it was in relation to the death, or was that something from an ongoing uh, child abuse? If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, because what, that, that what would, would be the be motivation in, behind pull, pulling the kids. Like the bikes are found in the river, their bodies are there, the, the clothes are discarded, thrown on the hill, close to where they and are. Is that is that is that for like it looks like. They were stripped off, raped, t- killed, like bashed in the head, tied up and thrown in the river. Could it be that? Or could it be that somebody wanted a childless woman to be married to because the child was causing too much trouble and instead of rape being the but, but when you look motivation at it, that it was just like, I don't want a kid in my life. I want Pam all to myself. So And I just, just you know, the, the, the satanic cult message, cult killing and sexual assault messages are thrown down. All that came... No, no, but did anyone look into... From into, a presumption. But if you look into the actual satanic killing rituals... No. Is it not... <laughs> no, no, but like, like, does it even line up with a satanic killing? Because is it not a newborn child that has to be sacrificed? Are, they, are those kids not too old I don't think for they're a going, I think ritual? it's just someone pure, like somebody young and pure. It doesn't have to be particularly a baby or whatever. Like, there's no age limit on the on the oh, sacrificing fuck. child. If there's any Satanists out there who, who... Do you know what I mean? I don't think... I don't think Satanists actually... Like, people who actually worship Satan, the light bringer, the morning star, star of the morning. Mm. I don't think there's any kind of baby sacrificing ritual actually going on in Satanism. I could be wrong. If anyone out there is a Satanist, uh, hit a brother up with some info. Like, I'm... I'm see, I'm, I'm... I would say that it's not that. And I'd say it, <clears throat> Satanism is not... It's more of a pagan ritual yes, to sacrifice not, your it's, own. It's to, not the, it's not, the, you'd sacrifice a goat for, for, you know, a good herd or whatever. Like it's not 
blood sacrifice is not a, a mainstay i think of satanism and i think it's just that satanic panic that that public perception of how they are of how they're perceived in movies and, and stuff that's like a, that and that's you know like it's powerful it's a powerful thing and, man. and from a from a media karmic all you gotta do is convince 12 people and if they all went yeah fuck them that's it all you have to do is convince 12 people like no yeah same with Stephen avery 12 motherfuckers if they all say yes you're done well, i think we need robot robot judges <laughs> automated robot automated judges. judges i guarantee you, you could develop that i but, am the law your argument does not compute guilty <laughs> and now you're dead um no because it's just trying to find like you're teasing through and again we have the beauty of having hindsight and being detached from that environment it's obviously different if you were in the middle of west memphis when this panic is happening you're no one's going to be thinking clearly or logically it, as you said completely emotional and i think the media satanic pa- panic that was the old school form of clickbait do you know what Kinda, i mean yeah yeah they knew uh, they knew the shit would go down like uh, you would get viewers you yeah. would get newspaper purchases it'd be, it'd be in the in the 24-hour news cycle before the 24-hour news cycle was that's invented. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so the, the, it's that shock and panic mm. that headline writers have always known about that if you were faced as an editorial decision if you were faced Fuckers with write books about it now but, but if you were faced with an editorial decision of what will we lead with if um, it bleeds it leads yeah well, there you go and the whole thing of of uh, uh which is which is and as you said our brains love stories of course and they love enemies and we love that narrative and we we we, we all can be we can be united over our shared fear of, mm. a, of a danger you know what i mean it's nearly evolutionary someone that we can put outside our tribe and kind of go they're a threat to us exactly we u- unify in terror in terror yeah. yeah yeah and you're looking at that kind of going whatever and if you're an editor I, I think i do think though that those type of stories are unraveling themselves in this day and age because we are now fighting against that psychologically, we're fighting against that phenomenon of unite ourselves in terror. Now we're like we're dividing each other on ideals. <laughs> that, but also like skepticism is healthy. That there's not as many like in 1983, anything that was on TV, majority of people were going, yeah, it's on TV. And that if was it's your on own, TV. It's real. No, no, but that was your only information source. There yeah. was no. There was no this. There was no, no. internet. There was no podcast. There was no uh, alternative sources. There was not no really. files you could get. Like you could read books and think for yourself, but there's no there's no uh, books on that dissemination of that information worldwide. You couldn't just talk into a microphone and have that be worldwide information from then on but there was a skeptic community back then of course absolutely there were but they're going to like conventions and writing each other letters and having phone calls yeah. it's not like a forum that you could and i don't on, even right? think we can appreciate how insular and and contained sure. west memphis would have been because we can get a completely different view on all parts of the world now that we I never am. got before yeah. do you know what i mean but now back but then, then tv the, was the authority absolutely. on information if the news said something then people will believe it. Yeah, now yeah. if the news says something, we're actually kind of tend to lean towards not believing it first until it's true. Like every bad thing that happens, everyone's like, false flag. <laughs> and a lot of times it does have the characteristics of a false flag. And but to be honest, but, you, a lot of times you can see it and a confirmation course. bias and you of move course. it into fitting your narrative as, you, as the police did with these kids yeah. kind of thing. But now it happens on a massively bigger scale. Because you want to believe that that <laughs> the people who are in charge are actually powerless and not in charge and we can take over at any time we just yeah, have to yeah. unite as people together as one towards the singular enemy so maybe we haven't changed that much at all yeah, we're just doing it in different ways and different yokes but I think that the media in this regard to the case because it was yeah. such an authority that we forget that TV print and radio was the only way you heard about this Well, there look was what, no this, look, there was no conflicting opinion you could get if the news was only giving you one side look what happened in this case right you had a bunch of the most famous celebrities that heard this story, saw it on the news because it was on like a, a, you know, a weekly update. Like this week, 
uh, these lads are going to, you know, this lad's sentenced to death. Like, Damien Nichols mm. is sentenced to death, you know. Yeah. So the likes of Johnny Depp, Peter Jackson yeah, of yeah. Lord of the Rings fame, Eddie Vedder, Henry Rollins, Marilyn Manson, all of these guys came together and started protesting against these guys being in jail. Yeah. And and this is after um, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the documentaries that was released. and It was probably the original one, wasn't it? The yeah, West the, one or The Paradise Lost. The Paradise Lost. Yeah, yeah. That was put out. These guys went, what the fuck? And <laughs> and came together in a groundswell of support for the West Memphis Tree. And then they made a, a, a... Peter Jackson actually produced and helped to make these documentaries by HBO. And within 17 years, these guys were out. But it took 17 years. 17 fucking years. Peter Jackson was like a massive proponent of their innocence, yeah. right? He was really hammering hard for these lads to get out of jail. And once they finally did, he was like, high fives. What? You're not going to catch the real life. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, it seemed that only for these famous people, those lads will be in jail, boy. Yeah, which is ridiculous, isn't it? That's crazy, man. And, and it uh, wouldn't be as famous as it is now to us. It wouldn't be as famous of a of a story a, or a, a, case a case or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, what I find really shocking about that thing is, is Eccles was sentenced to death three times over the course of his appeals yeah. and his jokes. And he spent 10 years in solitary confinement and yeah. nearly went blind. Yeah. Like, again, I don't think... Malnourished, he nearly had... Uh, what, what's that thing called when you don't get enough vitamin C? Scurvy. Scurvy. <laughs> Scurvy, <laughs> blindness, uh, yeah. uh, and mental, obviously. Oh, you're obviously you're about to shut down. But he also had a girlfriend that eventually yeah, turned yeah. into his wife. Yeah, yeah. They were writing letters and reading books. Through the whole time in, while he was in there, came out and married her. I think uh, that says a lot about his character. And then. can you imagine, what if they actually did it? Imagine if they actually did it. That's what I always There's planning. something saying about uh, uh, there is, there is uh, a small strand of blue material that are found that's found in one of the knots tied one of the kids up that matches a handkerchief that belonged to Damien Eccles. Now it's unsubstantiated there is nothing really out there Uh, you want to talk to Paul Kelly more about it you can can tweet us about it I'm going to find an article about that but it is kind of one of those like and now just to fuck with your head check this like it's one of those extra like sprinkles on the banana split of this case and you're kind of like oh would you fuck off don't don't be throwing that in because we've just figured out they're completely innocent and now you're just 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 pulling the rug out from under our feet but but they they found they found fibres of the boys clothes so the boys are wearing like a a scout uniform Mm. Uh, one of them was wearing like tennis shoes one of them was wearing like white shorts and they found fibres of the boys clothing in the home of Damien Eccles. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. And it's all coming out now. And Fuck you, in the, in the In the clothing that was found next to the Robin Hood Hills uh, the, murder site, yeah. where the clothes were found in the ditch, yeah, yeah. there is blue candle wax from a candle that was in Eccles's home that was found on Stevie Branch's clothing. And this was why, later on, the... Uh, the narrative of a satanic ritual was perpetuated oh, of the because it was candles, candles and all that stuff. Now, there's also a knife, a, w- a wooden handle knife that was found in the lake behind Jason Baldwin's home. And this was the thing that was presumed to have mutilated the young boys, not the fucking snapping turtles. But you can't really, like the, the, the blue fibre from a handkerchief that's found inside the knot, that's inside the knot in the bodies in the lake that belonged to Damien Eccles, who had no business How, uh, do, being near them. The blue wax and the the, the things that were found in, St- in Damien Eccles' house. house, like they are inexplicable. That's they are weird. In, they are inexplicable. And, uh, they're left out of the... Docu- a few of the documentaries that cover that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about West of Memphis because 
they're kind of painting that innocent vibe and if you throw that kind of stuff in it really makes it an unbiased kind of like it fucks with your story absolutely and and, and the story wouldn't be as 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 as, i want to say uh righteous the story is definitely not that righteous if those are introduced in the same way that the the animal mutilations from making a murderer were left out stephen avery mutilated animals when he was growing yeah up the kid the, the, the cat and the stuff. fire and all that yeah stuff, all yeah. that shit which was conveniently left out and a few other things that happened uh, i saw those two pictures side by side the snapping turtle guy and the picture of the child's bite mm. and they're fucking identical man right yeah, yeah like to me i'm like it was snapping turtles but that knife at the back of jason baldwin's house why did he throw that into the lake but does that was fucked right into the leg a big wood handle carving knife but when was it fucked into the leg that's the thing like how long was it there for Jason Baldwin failed the polygraph test answering all the questions about that Damien Eccles when asked about the, the, the candle wax and all failed all the polygraph tests now they're not admissible in court but they're admissible in the minds and hearts of the people that are on the jury or indeed the people that are watching from yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen that in so many other cases. They're, they're told to disregard that, so they're not allowed to talk about it when they go back. But when you say something like that as a prosecuting attorney in a case like that, you know that that has some oh, kind of impact but, but on the that jury. Whole thing of, of, of course. It, that should be stricken from the record, but it's not really stricken from the record. It's just they're not allowed to talk about it. They call it a, a negative embedded command. Exactly. Where it's like, don't think of a blue elephant. Yeah. And you have to represent that in your head to uh, know to what not, not to, yeah, not to, 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 to do. Because exactly. the brain can't think in negative thoughts. Mm. You know, you can say, don't think of a fucking uh, pink giraffe coming in here playing jazz music on a flute. You have to represent all of those images in your head to understand what you're the not conversation exactly. or even, even just the language of it yeah. so I think they know what they're doing that as well and obviously as soon as you drop that seed of doubt exactly. into a juror's mind mm-hmm. it's like oh that's going to grow and it's going to find legs and it's going to connect up other dots but that also be when, you, when you're saying that thing to a jury and then you're showing them the pictures and you're showing other support and evidence mm. it's very hard to say no like yeah. Everything was against them. 1983 was not a good year. How do you think feeling like what do you think it was like to be a juror during that trial? Because I heard a lot of them were getting sick back back in the in the thing because we had to look at these pictures all the time. Little kids with their fucking dicks ripped off and all. They were getting sick. Like they weren't able to eat their lunches. They were You'd fucking losing sleep. Wouldn't you? But but imagine as well how long the case was going on and they're all in hotel rooms, not able to talk to anybody, not able to talk only to each other, and not even about the case to each other. So you have to hold that shit in your fucking head for months. And they obviously do. They, you wouldn't. They would talk to each other. Do you know what I mean? Human nature. Of course, to snap. Yeah. But on top of that, as well, knowing that they are, uh, I don't want to say righteous again, but they are from the air not from the area but obviously you know, the jury is picked from your district or whatever it is so they yeah, from your locality do would you be willing to go into that to uh, under the pressure that you're in in that bible belt state and defend satanists do you know what i mean they're gonna be are you gonna be biased i'm guessing there's social issues there as well like cultural social issues that was a uh, Miss Kelly lower income yeah. kind of? I want to say I don't want to say trailer trash, but that kind of association class difference. So, are you as a juror back in the day a decent human being with all of your friends and your family and society looking at you mm. to serve justice? That's the expectation, and you don't want to but serve that just, by not doing something or not convicting. You want to serve it by being part of something that gets killers put into prison. As well, though, there's uh, 
like a, a jury selection process that goes through for trials like that yeah, where yeah. they try to eliminate bias and they try to eliminate uh, due to like socioeconomic class or race yeah. or any of that stuff like bias towards or prejudice against sexual orientation and all mm. that they go through these processes of cross-examination and go i keep number one and number five and number nine but i know that only there's only so many uh, you can throw away exactly so you can only throw away so many but in that place how predominant would it be there you go. that you'd have the bias against these lads? A so your man Christian. is like, I hate that little motherfucker. I seen him cutting up dogs in his front yard. And it's like, well, that's a lie. Number three, you're gone. And they just have like, if they've only it's five just, yeah, outs yeah, yeah. and all five of them are mad cunts and you're left with 12 other mad cunts. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? It seems like a predominantly, it's, and I, I know we keep talking about it. Maybe it's not good to talk with in another episode, but that's Stephen Avery case when they did exactly this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved it to another town. Yeah. They had to move it to another town because if they did it in the locality, because there was a prejudice against the Avery and family the in that locality. media who were running with their exactly. narrative because it was selling papers and exactly. time slots and ad slots. People were making money off the super scary story. Yes. And and you're going to, and again, as a business owner, if you're working for a newspaper, you're going to continue doing what works. Well, we, did you ever watch the Amanda Knox documentary? Yes. So you've seen that guy talking about how, how he's like, what could I do if I didn't talk about it? Somebody he, was else was he thought that delight. documentary was about him. Rubbing himself and how fucking oh, cuntish oh, he was. yeah, did it in the newspapers. Like, it was all over the world. He's like, if I, if I didn't do it, someone else would have done it. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm getting paid. Yeah, I've yeah. got to put it on the front page. And you can and see this. Him and his ilk yeah, put yeah. Amanda Knox in, in jail for a crime she didn't commit. Or did she? But that's the thing. <laughs> did she? She got away with it twice. Fair play to her. I'm saying fair play if you got away with it, if you did do it. If you yeah. didn't do it, like, well done. Well, yeah, but fair play if you did. But fair play if you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, another weird thing. Here's, here's the icing, right? Two men named Chris Morgan and Brian Holland, who were residents of West Memphis, mm -hmm. and who knew the victims, mysteriously and inexplicably left town forever just days after the murder. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They were arrested in California on unrelated charges, and then they, too, failed the polygraph test in relation to involvement with the murders. And another, this is the weirdest, this is the weirdest one. Right. Another possible suspect in this crime is a mysterious man called Mr. Bojangles. Right, okay. And Mr. Bojangles, on the night of the murders, close by, burst into a local restaurant named Bojangles, covered head to toe in blood, and he cleaned himself in the bathroom. And as he left, he thanked the staff, and they went in and saw all the shit, cleaned it all down, with bleach, bleached the whole fucking thing. Fucking idiots. Right? And fucking idiots. They lost, they lost all the evidence and that man was never tracked down. There was no photographs. They couldn't give a proper description of him. But, but, but that night, that man left that. Was he the guy who did that? And did he stab them all? And that, is that why he was covered in blood? Oh, because if he because he would have need to have mutilated the bodies. Exactly. For the, so so that narrative, to, see? The turtles so, are gone. See? See, see the way it all, it all, it all gets so much. It's, it's up, like man. a weird. Uh, if this, then that, you know. But like, and it's a weird, like, I don't want to say Rubik's cube. I'm trying to figure it out. It's like you're trying to move something somewhere, but then it won't yeah. fit with everything else. So now you have to get rid of the turtles to introduce this guy. Yes. And you could have found out the blood straight away if that blood was the kid's blood. Mm -hmm. Game set match. Exactly. It's interesting about the two guys. But the turtles thing is not 100% substantiated scientifically, obviously because the kids were interred and their bodies weren't able to be examined. Because what you'd stuff. need to do is... That was years after that this theory had come along, so the kids were already fucking dushed. 
Well, you need uh, the two guys disappearing is interesting as That's well. That's fucked up, dude. But at, at the same time, did anyone else disappear that we don't know about? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, was, was it just a yeah, shitty town that people left? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, have other people left that have been criminals or not criminals before? You know what I mean? That mightn't be as strong evidence of people who just left. Because you could argue as well that who would want to live in a shitty town? You were just terrified of the big bad monster, so you're well, the fuck out of there. Chris Morgan and Brian Holland, who are those two guys we're talking about, fucked off to California, right? Yeah. And when caught put under the polygraph 17 hours after interrogation right they broke into two sessions had them a mm. bit of a nap in between a of a sandwich cup of tea yeah he, he Christopher Morgan eventually confessed to the crime but that was a forced confession after 17 hours here we go we have to we, now we're believing the so, police confessions so after not believing them Christopher Morgan confessed to it after 13 hours of questioning right and he said uh, uh, but if you ask me again I'm going to lie leave me alone right mm. and then he denied it that he said it and he did the polygraph and he failed the polygraph hmm. denying it right okay like that's bananas and then he and then he said i was drunk i don't remember anything and from then on he said i don't remember i don't remember and he check it had previously driven an ice cream truck in west memphis right as well as jacoby and uh, uh, Hobbs who mm. worked in the ice cream factory in yeah, yeah, yeah. West Memphis so these three lads they're all, knew e- they're all linked they're there's all linked, a, a connection they're all linked. they all knew each other and do you know what the sad thing is and his parents Christopher Morgan's parents were neighbours of the house that Stevie Branch lived in so the, there's there's connections there all over the place he knew where the he kids knew he were. was he knew the da he, there, were, there was some shit going there knew so the maybe so maybe I, I throw it out there to you the public and you Mr. Moore okay Christopher Morgan Killed Stevie Branch and the two kids. Right. And freaked out. And rang Hobbs and said, come here after killing your young lad. Can you, can you help me? And Hobbs called Jacoby and the two of them went out. They cleaned up all the thing and Morgan and Holland fucked off. Because Christopher Morgan wanted to do some sexy stuff with them. And Hobbs made the deal because he wanted to do it too. And then these guys left for California and Hobbs is like plausible deniability. That's a really, like, that's a really, because both. That's a really fucked up theory. Well, both of those guys have have admitted to doing some stuff and then recanted their admissions. But, mm, mmm. It's mad, right? It's such, it's. Morgan and Holland, I think, are very, like, much more important here than given credit, I think. And they're not mentioned in any of the documentaries, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Mr. Bojangles, you might like. Who is Mr. Bojangles? Could it be Christopher Morgan? Could it be one of those guys? Is it a completely different dude? They just know there was a guy who was covered in blood who went into the restaurant. Why do you think the killer or killers tied the bodies up? What was the reason to tie the bodies up? Maybe they were tied up before they were killed. That's what I mean. Is that, do you think? Well, like, so they couldn't run away, but. Mm, yeah. Heard them before. Would there be any way to suggest that? Like, was there any? Well, we don't know because we're not forensic scientists, and we can't look at ligature marks on the legs that were caused while they were mm. alive trying to get away. Plus, the fact there was slippage on the muscle and and uh, fat tissue, so you couldn't find any of those kind of things. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, if it yeah. was a bruise on the hip, it could already be a bruise like lower down the leg because they were in the water for as long as they yeah, were. You know? yeah, yeah. So it got a bit, it got a bit odd that way. Like, so you're saying your theory? I'm saying, you know, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> what are you saying, Jimmy Tightlips? I ain't saying nothing. Where'd he shoot you? Yeah, I got a suck a lemon. Yeah. 
What are we yeah. talking about? Who said I had a motto? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it crazy? Like, there's so many things coming out for that now. And yet, the lads walk free. Al- the Alfred plea is in the box. The fucking file is closed. But if I'm living And in- there's three young lads dead. Pam has no son. Terry Hobbs is scoff-free. John Mark Byers, scoff-free. No kid. Yeah. Do you know? Like, fucking game over, man. It's a hard one to wrap your head around, but mm. if... if um, we will be putting up the documentary West of Memphis, and we might all watch it together on rab.it, R-A-B-B.it, which is a watch-along uh, 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 video service that we're using online now at the moment um, for white press play for watching movies and TV shows and stuff. But we will be watching documentaries and uh, having a chat afterwards at some points for uh, Patreon folk. You can join in or we'll be streaming online. Like, it is a fucking brain melter to yeah. try and go, uh, and, oh yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. So while putting together the case of the innocence of Miss Kelly Baldwin and Eccles, mm-hmm. they also have to find somebody else to do it, to have, have, have done it. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the fucking signs point to Hobbs being at least involved. Mm. And if you're putting that Christopher Morgan thing, driving an ice cream truck, living next door, doing all that stuff, like, who's... So long as you find the motivation, it makes it an awful lot easier to find the killer. So what is the motivation? Is it a sexually motivated crime? Am I hung up on that because it's a, because their little willies got bitten uh, off by turtles? Well, even, but even if you disregard... There's no, there's no evidence that they got fucked up the bum at all. It's just a presumption as part of the satanic narrative, Right. So they didn't. They didn't. Ex, they didn't so examine there, there, their there, buttholes. There isn't. There, there wasn't like an, a, a sexual assault assessment. So the done. evidence says it was, but it, like the evidence also said they got stabbed up when really it was turtles. So did they at all? Did they examine their buttholes? I I'm not going to be typing in Stevie Branch butthole into Google. Like I'm not doing that shit. But is it just part of the satanic sex ritual narrative that they needed to put Eccles Baldwin and Miss Kelly in jail? Could they have not been? Maybe Hobbs is just like, I want to have my woman all to myself and she has a little kid let's. who's taken up all my time and then he wanted to get rid of the kid. The two friends were there. Let's fucking do it. He got Christopher Morgan. Oh, hey, Morgan, how much money would it be if I got you to get rid of these two fucking kids? I'll give you a few, Bob, and you and your you and your mate fuck off to California. Like... But but let's let's add another layer to that Go as on. well, right? Because Go on. this we, is the cherry on the ice and on the cake. Because let's just say the uh, the people that were involved as well, it goes up a level. So the department chiefs, government officials, Whoa. politicians are involved. And to be honest with you, it's not. Are you, ta- are you talking like uh, uh, the the credit union scandal, the Franklin Credit Union scandal, pedophile ring type yes, shit? Going I'm on. talking pedophile ring because Johnny Gosh stuff. Like. I'm talking Johnny Gosh because you know, the more you read into it, the more you realise there was a disgusting sexual predatory cult happening in the 70s, 70s and 80s all across small towns. You, you're you're painting it black now. You're getting down to it, right? But but, but I think why are all the celebrities involved? Were they the lads who are protesting against the pedophile rings? You think Johnny Depp and Peter uh, Jackson are all against these celebrity pedophile rings? And maybe that's they know something. This was their only way. To indirectly get at them. Exactly. Because they couldn't come out and say they were abused as children in Hollywood to get ahead because we all know that story as well. Mm -hmm. And now we have the child sex pedophile rings because we all, you know, there are so many stories of, I don't think like Johnny Depp and Peter Jackson were abused as kids, like Peter Jackson's in Australia or whatever, but quite possibly they had been witness to or at least heard stories of this and they were like, I don't don't partake in that and I want to stop that. And if this is a great kind of circumventive way to get 
to, to get out to and expose to draw it. attention to this thing happening with actual evidence with actual dead bodies and here the thing about it is it's not unfortunately it's not a far fetch to think this because no. we know there was a massive amount of child sex rings going now on we know, yeah. we know those child sex rings were used and those young people who were abused were, were served up to politicians mm. and business owners mm-hmm. a lot of that has come out as well so to suggest that one of the reasons it was labelled on these was to cover up the fact that maybe something went wrong uh, and, and the, the lackeys were involved maybe the lads that were going to California in the car were supposed to have three young lads in the boot well there you go and this is why shit hit the fucking fan and they're like I have to cover it up but the, pl- the police are involved because they're protecting the politicians and the politicians are involved because they're dirty scumbags who, who like engaging in this stuff and the problem with this theory is it's just not that the problem is it's just unfortunately it's somewhat believable because of what we know has happened in the past like, in other cases that whole hypothesis is just like speculation right oh complete that's like there's there's no evidence to point towards that none but, at all but as a narrative is as it is as speculative as these satanic. three lads did it with a satanic sex ritual and why then if you're talking about like the stuff like Pizzagate talks about which is you know uh, uh, spirit cooking and all this mm. kind of stuff that kind of looks like a satanic sex ritual so mm. why not blame it on local kids and say that it's that rather than what it could have been, which is a satanic sex ritual done by adults, but then pinned on children who like heavy metal music. And an easier story to sell. Mm. You know, the public is going to swallow H- that hide- satanic it's story. It's hiding in plain sight. So whenever now there's a satanic sex ritual body turns up of some kid who has their willy chopped up. There you uh, go. You can say, yeah, just pick on the local fucking heavy metal goth weirdo and he's the lad that done it. And they'll buy that shit straight Because it's man. easier to buy that shit than acknowledging that someone that you look up to and admire is capable. Someone normal, quote yeah, unquote normal, yeah. is capable of such disgusting, filthy... And yet... We find these fuckers they all are, the time. All the time, yeah, yeah. And we have to wait until they die and then other victims come out of the Ugh. closet, start pointing fingers at a load of other people that are alive. Yeah, all yeah, those yeah, other yeah. people pay money to make them shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of goes away for a while until the next big kingpin dies. I like, still think, though. Jimmy Savile is 2011. Which is. This kind of stuff started coming out around that time. Yeah. And it seemed to be coming to a head that didn't really pop. Yeah. And we all know how uncomfortable that is. Yeah, I think though like Arkansas... It didn't, it didn't, it didn't fucking, it should have... Years before. Yeah, it should have had a it lot should have more, been in prison. a lot more traction. That Jimmy Savile thing should have had a lot more traction. Uh, we talked about Johnny Gosh, we're going to do an episode on Johnny Gosh as Amazing well here story. at some point. Fucking story. mind face melting. Mm-hmm. On, on how detailed and how all that stuff is, like bananas, mm. right? Yeah, ridiculous. And... I, I can't understand how this is still unsolved. That some private investigator, somebody who has access to the stuff. So in that case, and what we have like uh, ascertained before on those conspiracy guys, if you can't find evidence that is almost obvious, and you're you you're a fucking you're a you're a pussy hair away from putting your hand on the fellow who actually did it, mm. but there's some arbitrary, like bitty reason why it can't be done. That means that there's somebody obfuscating some information. Yeah, that means yeah. that there's somebody actively working to keep that man innocent. As you know, to, to keep the certain just small but crucial exactly. pieces of information exactly. not around. Yes. Mm, yeah. And we see, and I keep, we keep on referring to it, because it's such a similar case of false incarceration for an extended period of time, based on false evidence, false... Uh, or no uh, evidence. Well, false, uh, falsified yeah. evidence and uh, qu- questionably acquired uh, witness testimony, right? Like... The shit with the blood in in the Stephen Avery case. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. shit with that blood file when they opened it and it was fucking punctured. Yeah. 
yeah. because they wanted to smear blood all over the inside of the car like when that that's between episode 7 and 8 and episode 7 leaves on the cliffhanger and episode 8 tells you and I was like that's that's the fucking let him out of jail like that was it for me and yet it still didn't work because there was like a coagulant in the blood and all that stuff like that is the thing that there was somebody working to keep that from the proper authorities mm. and it was a corruption in the police force that was keeping that only for they managed to stumble on that by chance that mm. would have never came to light yeah, yeah. and it absolutely points <laughs> towards the culpability of the law enforcement and yeah. you're going you did that shit so if there's something that can't be found it's not because it can't be found it's because it's being hidden yeah, yeah in a situation like this it absolutely is do you know what I mean like it, there's there's integral pieces of information missing there that should be able to be easily found because it's a totally fucking public case now there's loads of people have all these lads are writing books and they have testimony you're giving and all this stuff telling everything yeah, yeah. And, and yet here we are it still it still is as much of a mystery there's, as there's, it was the day there, there, that those young lads were found in the ditch there's child uh, abuser murderers out there somewhere who are just could be living in the same house they were living in when it happened which is fucked up fucked which is very fucked up so if anybody out there knows anything don't fucking tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> it's I sick enough that, as it is I don't want that kind of responsibility uh, you'd be surprised what kind of emails I get Cormac like I'm talking about like who shot JFK uh, something a little bit more tangible I guess some uh, you know questionable fucking stuff do you get stuff you should be reporting uh, no not yet anyway no, I'll send you a mail later on <laughs> I don't know <laughs> hey this it took two pictures to fit that in that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. impressive no it's just it's just some of the stuff you get you're like fuck man like how it's not something I should be reporting but it's something that I wish I didn't really know go, went on like there's some fucking on, odd elaborate, stuff elaborate elaborate no no I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it on any show in private or in public like it's it's stuff between me and the person that sent it to me and they're going yeah 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 and I'm like nah man it's not for me. Like that's not what my show is about. I'm not a fucking. I'm not a, a, a an investigative journalist. Or you could like be that. though. This could be your calling. No, I don't think so, man. It's not. It's not for me. Like it's too much. It's too much pressure, and it, there's too many. Uh, too many. No, the money in it though. You get to no. feed off people's emotions and say no. you're on a lead, but you need five more grand. And just keep doing that for years, and you're sort of. You could be on a no. beach in Kuala Lumpur, or they don't have any beaches, but you could be on a beach somewhere. And it's, it's, not, kinda... it's not for me, man. Like, I, like I'd rather just look at evidence that's already been gathered and speculated, and try and you know do Bill Cosby impressions and stuff like that. That 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 stuff to me is um, like I'm going to be going to America. I'm going to be trying to find like talk to the people who are doing it. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever conspiracy theory that I'm going to be investigating or some kind of a, a, a topic yeah, yeah. I want to go to America and be with those people and go like tell me this and tell me that but making a conversation I'm not writing any fucking you know like spotlight I'm not writing that shit that's not me I don't want that shit but at the same time when you notice this stuff goes on you're seeing that stuff like being reported you watch when Trump got elected and he put down almost a thousand pedophiles within the first two months did he? He he put out ta- task forces that were also they were in places that the Clintons were visiting on their post-election 
I swear to God. What a cunt. In, in the places that the Clintons were visiting. They were arresting pedophiles. A, 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 rings of dozens, if not hundreds of pedophiles. I think there was like 400 do you something think, pedophiles. Would you think he was trolling the Clintons over that pizza shop sex scandal po- ring quite for possibly, the crack? Quite possibly. Like there's no evidence that links Hillary Clinton to anything that went on in, in the Pizzagate thing. Uh, John Podesta was... No, but, but she has got... Uh, Hillary Clinton's past is far... Not, not shadier than it's a than ring. But it's fucked it's up. Do you ever... Are you a fan of Christopher Hitchens? Yeah. He wrote a book, but uh, he hated the Clintons. Hated them with a passion. Yeah. And he wrote a book on... Uh, Very on, powerful people. Like. Uh, he wrote a book on all of their... And he wrote this book years ago. You know, yeah. like 10 or 15 years ago. And he wrote it all on uh, how... And I think it's, it's, like, it's like House of Cards based on them as a couple. And, and I just found it fascinating. And mm. there's another amazing story about young guys who got murdered in Arkansas. The they body stumbled. count, yeah. There you go. There's, there's, there's a whole another lot of stuff. journalist there recently. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in Arkansas. In the last Arkansas. two yeah, weeks. Man. Absolutely. Oh. Sure, the whole Seth Rich thing and all that from WikiLeaks. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. I mean, um, there's real shit happening. And it's oh, being, shit, And yeah. it's being hidden behind, you know. Fake news. Hand fake gestures, news. fake news. All this NFL shit. NFL players. Lads kneeling down. Who gives a fuck, like. There's yeah. real shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And this is the real shit. And it's still sitting out there, like, playing as day, going... And the lads are waving a pedo flag and going, you will never, never, never catch us. Mm. If indeed it was something to do with a pedophile ring. If it wasn't just, like, an out-and-out murder of three kids. For, but the motive makes it really important. And because yeah. we can't put our finger on the motive... It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to be able to find a narrative. But we are doing as much as the prosecution was doing, trying to put a satanic sex ritual narrative on what those kids were doing. It's something that, to be honest with you, something that we would buy 100% exactly. and kind of sit uncomfortably and go, exactly. you know what, now I'm going to push this in here. It's and like, confirmation you know, you, bias wedge, oh all the stuff. Oh God, we've been there, drilling yeah. it in. It's of like, you know, you know, you have your, you set your style out and you know, the, the the more pieces of information you can put on it to yeah. solidify your point of view. But sure, that's all a prosecution or defense attorney would do. Yeah. But like, to know the actual truth, I think will, it will never come to light. Do you not think so? I don't think, I can't, I can't like deathbed confessions, they're, they're fucking, Dime a dozen these days. Well, all those cunts that were working in the 50s, 60s and 70s for the CAA, they're all in their 70s and 80s mm. and 90s now. There's lad on a deathbed a month ago confessed to that he was the lad that killed Marilyn Monroe. Like, there's lads out there all over the shop confessing on deathbed and confessions. It's so, but it's so and easy it's, to discredit. It's just nothing. It's not even news, like... And yet this guy was like, it was my life's work to let you know this. Blah! And it's all like, yeah, okay. See, but... Marty, Mar- Marty's that, dead. Yeah, of course. That's all it is, man. Do you know what I think it is as well? The, the, the one problem uh, works both ways is it's so easy to foster doubt in someone's mind absolutely and that is the unraveling of everything now I know it says reasonable doubt but you know what I mean if you if it doesn't you can, have to be that reasonable that, that's what I mean like you can doubt that these kids did it or you can you know you can doubt like you know what I mean you just put that into them that, oh they're innocent kids but you drop in a satanic ritual and as soon as you start to doubt them as people that grows legs and but because Damien Eccles was silent for most of the court proceedings and he didn't look like he didn't look empathetic and he didn't look like he there gave was his a character fuck. yeah absolutely he young looked pe- like a young Marilyn Manson who was raging not raging like raging against the establishment yeah. and blah 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 and you, you don't want to like that guy you can't like that guy he, he wasn't likable and that's why when you're going into court you're supposed to dress in a nice suit smile and nod and say thanks very much your honour and lick his hole because yeah. you want to seem approachable because it makes you seem more innocent Damien Eccles was like I'm going down for this I didn't do it I'm going down for it 
nothing I can do about it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And he stand up. He be chewing, chewing gum. He have he have his feet up on the table. Oh, very flippant. He was acting the fucking bollocks. I didn't give a shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Moody teenager he was. Yeah, moody but, goth but, teenager, the moodiest. But he, he he got to he got to work work on that in solitary confinement for ten years. <laughs> it wasn't so moody when he came out. Like he got to look inside because there was nowhere else to look. I'd uh, love to know. I'd love to see like modern uh, uh, interviews of him now when you put all the stuff together and have him on a show like this talking about so they say you did this how did that transpire can you imagine being him and knowing that you didn't do it and not talking about it on every TV show all day every day making a podcast like uh, the OJ book you know if I did it or whatever like <laughs> to make a podcast or a YouTube channel as Damien Eccles and go come here listen uh you know, such and such a lad. This is the lad that could have done it. This is the lad that could have done it. I was, I like, well, I was he's, ri- he's written two books since he's come out. I know of at least. And do, do any of them point to any of the suspects that we mentioned I'm in the show? No idea. I'm not sure. Okay, so them. we're gonna go and read them and find out what the crack is. There's a lot more that could be said about this case. Ah, oh, we could be here like for hours, hours. days. Uh, that's basically the 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 outset. I'm gonna put up on the VidMe uh, site. I'm gonna put up the documentaries West of Memphis and. La, uh, Paradise Lost Paradise Lost is yeah. the other one and that Paradise Lost is a little bit just three episodes of it yeah it's yeah. it's a little bit more detail as to the murders and the mm. older footage and mm-hmm. then the uh, West of Memphis is basically the journey towards freedom and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Eddie Vetter interviews yeah. and trying to get the lads out the, the Paradise Lost thing is like was done while they were in jail with absolutely no hope of release yeah it, it's much more it's not a, it's a little bit more depressing I think when you watch yeah. that um, because there is no even grim it, yeah, pretty grim yeah. uh, you know because you have making murder that is moving towards some sort of appeal and release yeah i know that doesn't have an outcome either but well, apparently it's pretty grim. is one of those like uh early 2000s just here's the gory details of this crime case don't basically. be looking to feel happy after no, watching no it. um <laughs> leaves no sunshine nope. so uh, if any of the stuff that we said here is incorrect i'd love you to correct us or give us some right information info at those we also have uh, loads of social media so it's facebook uh, those conspiracy guys twitter is at t conspiracy guys run in uh, instagram pinterest reddit uh we also have the vid me as well that are going to have all the documentaries on it, so you can go and have a goo at that and the documentary should be up this week i'll leave a, a, a link on the social as well and for those of you that want to support the show uh, please do keeping the lights on and the bellies full of biscuits and tea you can go on to pa- patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys and drop two dollars uh that'll get you in at the ground floor and if you wanted to drop any more there's uh, incrementally increasing uh tiers of uh, sadness no tears of joy no <laughs> tears of uh, rewards that you Loneliness. get back uh, you get uh, you get behind the scenes videos you get unreleased uh, uh, vlogs that we're <laughs> that I'm making here at home just for the Patreon folk you also get to join in on live chats and when we have guests and stuff in the near future you'll be able to join in and ask them questions if you're not a Patreon you don't get to ask so hit it up patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys join the community we also have a discord server so if you jump on that uh, you'll be able to get in with all the cool guys uh, so the lads from uh, not on our fake newscast Johnny from Disaster Artists and all the other cool kids hanging out there like uh, Christine Rachel uh, Crew Dave uh, Paul Rob uh, the TTWA what up and all of these other motherfuckers hanging out in the discord having the crack it's a great community the people are all cool and if you want to talk about anything to do with conspiracies or indeed like comic books or travel or anything like that uh, jump into discord and have the crack with them we are planning a USA trip that is the thing that is on my mind. Uh, we've just finished up season five. We're just about to start season six. And between now and next September, seasons six, seven and eight are going to be produced. Uh, we have all the episodes all laid out. Have them laid out for years, boss. Like the, uh, the Voynich <laughs> manuscript. 
but this stuff is kind of really taking shape and i you know i'm proud of myself i'm proud of the lads that have joined me on the show and uh, some of the guests that have made some of the most memorable podcasts for most of you when you're listening for five fucking hours at a time it's uh, it's really appreciated uh, that you're that you're still tuning in and making this show in the top 100 in the u.s podcast charts and in the top i think 20 today in ireland uh, as far as i i know from recording that's it for this episode of those conspiracy guys true crime this is a little bit of a long one and a little bit of a kind of a speculative apologies, what the fuck happens apologies because if we ran on too not long. at all man if these motherfuckers are five hours in they're like <laughs> give me more give me more uh this is the west memphis tree there's yeah. not a whole lot to grab onto but the stuff that we could find is there now in front of your face. And obviously, I think, please look for yourself. I think a lot of people have probably seen the documentary. Yes. And if they haven't go watch them again, I know I, I want please to because I've got the itch for the West Memphis Three now. Watch that fucking Hobbs guy. Watch that John There's Mark Byers, the, 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 the father. Like, watch those guys. Like, there's some shit going on there, man. I'd love to know about that. Uh, uh, that Morgan guy and uh, mm. uh, Morgan and Holland that went off to California. I'd fucking love to know about that shit. And then joining me in the studio, thanks very much for joining me, uh, a, a, a stalwart, uh, uh, those conspiracy guys, uh, guests to come in the future. I hope you'll join us again, will you? If you'll have me back, I fucking I've will, loved absolutely, it. Absolutely man. loved it. You're a microphone professional. Uh, you're, coming, you're coming on the show <laughs> in season six or seven to talk with us for five, six, seven hours, something like that? Definitely. You can pick your... your going to start training for it now. You can pick your poison. We'd pick aliens or ancient civilizations or religion. There's or we, too many. There's I've too one many. On, I have a show on Mormons coming up in season six. Would you like to do that one? I, I'm, I'm something juicier. Okay. How, pick, uh, Mormons are pretty juicy, man, when you get down to it. We'll see. We'll see. There's, I, I'll show you the list. What about finish. reptilian shapeshifters who live on the moon? <laughs> Please. Uh, what was it? A uh, uh, dimension jumping. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what the Obama uh, alien pedophile. Uh, yeah, yeah, sex rings with aliens who are interbreeding with the bloodlines because they live in the fourth dimension, just that's, out the human spectrum. That's what it is, breeding us out. Um, so yeah, t- t- uh, join us in the studio, Cormac Moore from the Project Ten podcast. Uh, Cormac, thanks a million for joining us. No man. worries, man. Absolute, absolute pleasure. And congratulations on the success of the podcast. Thanks very much, man. No worries, I, it's well fucking, it's tough. It's well tough. You're coming from a radio background, and lots of people had your ear. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for a long time and uh, podcasting ain't no fucking joke son it's not a joke and it's, it's just like anything and everything you think like a, you yeah. look at a breakfast show oh, it's only two or three hours long but you're it's doing, not because yeah. you've got prep before during and after and the same with a podcast you want to put Absolutely. an hour show together it takes 10 hours <laughs> but, not, but you got you, you got you, like every everything that you whether yeah. it's video audio or anything it just takes hours before and after yeah. to get it ready to get it right to edit it and to do a pain in the hole so it's, but this is the fun piece this is the great fun this piece, is the fun piece. and uh, thanks as a thanks a million for having us on yeah, no and worries, you've built man. up a massive audience because people love this shit I, I, you know I, I, want, I want to put that genuine vibe out there um, I, I don't want to have any spin if I'm saying it it means I really mean it but I reserve the right to change my mind and a lot of people don't do that like if somebody comes along and goes I think you're wrong and here's why and I agree with that change I mind. will change my mind yeah. and it, it <laughs> the, the ability to change your mind lads and I'll leave you with this the ability to change your mind is a fucking gift <laughs> if you don't have that learn how to do it because otherwise you're just going to get stuck making the same fucking stupid mistakes. Life's going to be pretty fucked up. For fucked. Yeah. It's really tough. Uh, uh, survival of the fittest is bullshit. Because people misunderstand what it means. It's not the best that will survive. It's the best suited for the environment. It's the best that are able to adapt, adapt. to your environment, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So if you can't change, 
it just give up you know just just get yeah, you, you go go, go uh, learn how to change de-evolve yourself <laughs> out of the world and uh <laughs> thanks very much uh so tell us about project 10 then before we go yeah it's a 10 part podcast documentary style series so it's kind of uh uh covering topics from legalizing drugs and seeing what that have a positive benefit on on reducing violent crime influencer marketing and what the hell is it i don't really like it and then things like um are robots and artificial intelligence going to take your jobs Savage. Uh, and i'm in the middle of that one now and the reason i'm doing at the moment is terrifying yeah. as in it is oh well, get ready man you'd be putting oh, on a tinfoil hat before your fucking no time it, and it's happening right now and, it's, and yeah. it's hilarious and one of the things that came over that i you know there's certain industries and professions that i didn't think would ever be automated yeah but sports journalism yeah. is being done by machines that yeah. have universities and financial journalism so there's hundreds of thousands of articles it's all, it's all algorithmic it's the same names it's you have the fucking the uh, uh, the scores and the stats can all be automated like it's all that's fed into a system that's it man natural language has gotten there it's throw, throw a few uh, uh, what, what's what's the, the Google woman Siri or is, so Alexa or Siri or whatever yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Bop it in. You say some stuff. Throws a few nouns and verbs in. And Do you know what actually? Before we go on too much about this, I found this absolutely hilariously crazy. Right? There's a service in America called Work Fusion, and it goes into a company. The service goes into a company, and it's like a consultancy firm, and they figure out what are your routine tasks that you're doing. Okay. And it automates. Them. They automate them. Then, no, no. Then they find the jobs that currently cannot be automated. Right. So what they do is they take the workforce and they outsource that to a lower uh, country, so somewhere in the Philippines or India. So they take let's say your job is Look, to yeah. edit uh, audio or to script stuff and they say we can't currently automate that because you, we need a human they set you up on so they outsource your editing job just for, it may not be editing like for take example bulk work packages and, and outsource them to a cheaper workforce to cheaper workforce in in southeast asia right or wherever it is no but the hilarious thing at the time is they the Glo- workers globalism everybody the workers who sign up for this right so you outsource it to the people in india let's say yeah. for example they're all part of this work fusion system all of their keystrokes as logs. So what they're so it's doing... A le- it's a learning mechanism. So what, what they're doing is by doing the work, they're teaching the automation machine how to do their job. So while they're getting outsourced work... They're doing themselves out of a job. They're training the machine on amazing. how to automate the work that they could that could, currently couldn't be automated. That's and then amazing. that's automated. And then bye-bye workforce. Completely. That is amazing. So yeah, like my screwed. businessman head is going, yeah. I know, I know, but then it's it's good. So um, more people like that are gonna. I'm chatting. I was chatting to an MIT professor it's crazy last week. Interesting. Uh, MIT professor last week from IBM, uh, who's who's uh, lecturing on the stuff, and he's more optimistic about it. But a lot of people are like, we're all fucked. I think the, the guys like Elon Musk, and we talked about this before in our simulation theory episode. Guys like Elon Musk and stuff are saying, beware you know the Ides of March like some shit's yeah, gonna yeah. go down if you let AI take over yeah. and you know I can see the damage that it could p- potentially do but also like you know stuff gets done essentially for nothing uh, because it's all automated and the stuff like uh, universal wage yeah, yeah. leaves time for automated tasks to be done yeah, yeah. because people aren't so involved in that menial labour mm-hmm. which puts them which eliminates the working class and puts everyone into a, a middle class situation, takes away from all of the poverty at the lower end of the spectrum because what, all of those what, menial jobs are all taken care of. And then uh, people can concentrate more on like family and life and creativity. And yeah, living, one, one of know. the kind of solutions is apparently for universal basic income. But the problem is uh, there used to be a link between productivity that employees would have to... Right. The, the link, productivity and let's say company revenue and output was linked. Uh, but now companies are getting more profitable and people's employees share of the wages is declining yeah so you know 
We're all fucked. <laughs> we might be all fucked. I don't know. Who, who knows? But I'm working on that after, at the moment and that'll be After up an soon. episode on West Memphis 3, it's a little bit more positive, <sighs> but still pretty fucked. We're pretty grim. That sounds that sounds really interesting, man. Uh, if you want if you want to listen to, to Cormac's show, uh, that's uh, Project 10. So it's on project10podcast.com at P10podcast yep, correct. on Twitter. And if you want to follow him just for japes, gaffs, laughs, goofs, and uh, you know all those other kind of good times at Karmic Comedy on Twitter and uh, same on Facebook I guess yeah beautiful yeah awesome uh, it sauce. is indeed thank you very much so thanks very much for listening this has been Nose Conspiracy Guys my name's Gordon I'm Cormac and uh, thanks for listening this has been West Memphis 3 get in touch if we got anything wrong please this is a crazy case we'll be looking at it again <laughs> was it Goodbye. before see you now bye bye